Hey, this is Steve with Life Worth Living. Today we're going to be looking at how you can change your feelings so that you can begin to be a victorious person. Your feelings have everything to do with the direction that you're taking in life. If you feel bad all the time, typically you're going to make bad decisions and view your future in a very negative light. But if you feel good, you're going to begin to see your future as bright and hopeful and full of optimism and certainly full of faith in God. Jesus and the Bible can help you feel better. And so today I want to show you how you can begin to lead your feelings instead of follow your feelings. I also want to encourage you and invite you to visit us on YouTube. Our channel is Life Worth Living Church Podcast. There you'll find additional life and spiritual enhancing content. We're going to talk today about if you if you change how you feel, you will start being victorious. Your feelings have everything to do with how you live your life. Now, we as Christians and we as religious people, I don't like to refer to us as religious people, but religious people would be in line with how we describe ourselves as Christians, often tell ourselves, overlook your feelings, go past your feelings. Your feelings deceive you. you deceive you. Your feelings will lead you astray. And I would tell you, we need to start doing something different with our feelings other than just ignoring them. Don't ignore your feelings. Your feelings are telling you something. And as I'm going to share with you today, you need to start and I need to start managing our feelings. Not ignoring our feelings. We need to start leading our feelings. In fact, last week... I believe I only said it in passing, two things. I said, if it isn't good news, it isn't the gospel. And I'm going to tie this into feelings here in just a second. If it isn't good news, it isn't the gospel. Religion will give you something other than good news. They'll tell you how bad you are. They'll remind you of all your failures. They'll remind you of how you don't deserve Jesus or you don't deserve the God of that religion. But I'll tell you what, when it comes down to Christianity, it's good news. It's good news. And what we said last week is good news makes you have good feelings. And if you have good feelings, that's going to make you want to follow Jesus. <laughs> Why are you following Jesus as we learned last week? You're following Jesus because he did something good in your life. Surely you wouldn't get up every Sunday morning and come to church unless God had done something good in your life. Don't tell me that you have enough willpower to drag yourself to church and not get something good out of it. Surely there's something that good that comes from God. God is good. And when he does something good for you, doesn't it produce a good feeling in you? Yes, I mean, come on. And don't you want good feelings in your life? Surely you want a good feeling. I watch football because it gives me a good feeling. All right? Unless I lose. And then it gives me a bad feeling, my team. All right? I go eat ice cream. It was my daughter's birthday this week. Happy birthday, Sarah. It's my daughter's birthday. And you know what? Me and my daughter share a lot of things in common I do with my whole family, but we love sweets. 
And you know what we had? We had crepes. If you know what a crepe is, it's a real thin pancake-like thing. And Sarah and I like Nutella. It's this chocolate, you know, uh, hazelnut spread that you spread. Oh, we just spread it generously, and then we put ice cream on top of that and then rolled it up, and then I saw somebody putting whipped cream on top of that. It gives, it gives me a good feeling to eat sweet stuff. That's why I eat sweets, because it makes me feel good. Not later, but while I'm eating it, it makes me feel good. So don't tell me that Jesus doesn't make you feel good, because he does. Don't tell me that when you read the Bible, it doesn't give you an inspiration of faith and positivity that pushes you through the day. Don't tell me that when you pray, you don't get a good feeling from heaven, and that's why you continue to pray. Every time God has done a miracle for you, hasn't that made you feel better? Yes, absolutely. So listen to this. Don't just think about what the Bible declares and promises. Think about the feelings that the Bible produces for you. Think about the feelings. Look at this. I'll give you an example. All of this is going to have to be hands-on because we may not fully comprehend what I'm saying otherwise. Joshua 1.8. God tells Joshua, he says, Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. And do be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Now, my whole Christian life, I thought meditating was this. I would take Philippians, I think it's 4.8. It's not on the screen, but take Philippians 4.8. And it says, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are pure. It goes down a list of things. If there's any virtues, if there's anything good in that, think on these things. So here's what I would do by meditating on the word. I would take the word noble and I would think noble, 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 noble. And I'd get tired really fast trying to think about the word noble. And I would get really tired of trying to think of the word true. But here's what I've been learning lately is think about how truth makes you feel. Think about the feelings that truth produces versus lies. Hey, if the lie of the enemy is shouting in your ear, you're no good, you're never going to amount to anything. And then you think of the truth of God saying, I love you. I've got future for you. I've got, I've got hope for you. You start thinking about the feelings of truth, then you'll think about truth all day long. You'll meditate on the word because you're meditating on the feelings that the word produces in your life. How can you have feelings of truth if you don't read the truth, though? You've got to read the Bible. Don't let your pastor, your minister, your priest tell you, you don't need to read the Bible. I will interpret it for you. I'll tell you what it means. You don't need to read the Bible. No, you need to read your Bible, whether it's on your phone or in hard copy. You need to read your Bible so that you can get the good feelings that the Bible produces in your life. God made you to have feelings. God said, to, in, the, in, the, in uh, uh, Psalms 34, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that it's good, and then you'll want more of it. All right, so meditating on the word is really to delight in the word. Look at this next, next scripture. It's to enjoy what you're thinking about, the feelings that comes with that. In Psalms 1, 2, it says, but those uh, whose delight is in the law of the Lord. In other words, those who enjoy the feeling that comes from reading the Bible, 
and practicing the Bible. And, and, and if, the, if you enjoy it, then you'll meditate on it day and night because you'll want to do it. See, God wants to make you want to do things, not to make you just force you to do things. So to meditate on the Bible or the word is to consciously feel what the truth of the Bible produces in you. What are some feelings? Hope. And I'm not minimizing these things just to simply feelings because they're more than just feelings. But isn't hope a feeling? Isn't faith, doesn't it come with a feeling? And just as negativity comes with a feeling and hopelessness comes with a feeling, each of these characteristics and attributes and thoughts that God wants you to have, they come with feelings. So practice feeling the Bible. Practice feeling the truth that comes with the Bible. Look at this in Galatians 5, 22, uh, verses 22 through 23. The Holy Spirit gives these kinds of fruits in our lives. Love. Is love just a feeling? No. But does love come with a feeling? You better believe it. What if I said I love my wife but didn't feel love for my wife? How long would that last? You have to have a feeling that comes with love. It just is, it, it has to be there. Otherwise, love is going to die. Do we just look for the feelings? No, we look for love itself, knowing that love will produce a feeling. And when you have a feeling, my friend, you're going to stick with it. You're going to stick with it. Joy comes with a feeling. Peace comes with a feeling. Patience definitely comes with a feeling. Have you ever had days when you felt more patient than other days? Yeah. Some days you're extre- you have feelings of impatience. And other days, for some reason, you have feelings of greater patience. We need to pray for the feelings associated with these words and stop just looking at these words as generic nothingness. Do you have a feeling of kindness sometimes? I had this, we came up to the, the stoplight and this kid was doing a, a fundraiser. Believe me, after doing some fundraisers, I have feelings for poor people that are doing fundraisers. So I always try to, try to give them some money. And this poor kid's hanging on the light pole and his mom's out there. She's doing all the fundraising and he's just lying on. And you know what? All I could feel was kindness for this poor kid. He's out there in the heat of the day. He's bored stiff. I'm going to give him some money for his fundraiser. I felt kindness towards these people. <laughs> feel goodness, feel faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All right? These words come with feelings, and we need to start meditating on the feelings themselves and not just the words that they are. Now listen to this statement here. You will ultimately believe what you feel. Ultimately, you have you ever read the Bible and the Bible says X, Y, and Z, I heal you, I love you, I'm gonna I'm gonna provide for you, but your feelings tell you something different than what the Bible is telling you? And you can't believe the words that are printed on the Bible because your feelings don't line up with what you're reading. The reason why we find it so hard to believe God's truth and his promises and his characteristics is because we feel something different from what we're hearing about God. I'm going somewhere with this. The Bible tells you that God loves you, but sometimes you don't feel like he loves you. Isn't that right? And so it's hard to believe that God actually loves you because the feelings inside are totally different from what somebody is telling you. Hey, God loves you, 
but I don't feel like I'm loved, so I don't believe that he loves me. The Bible says that God heals, but you know what? I don't feel like God heals because my loved one is laying there on that hospital bed, not doing too well. I don't feel that God heals. Therefore, I don't believe that God heals. Where do these feelings come from? Because if we figure out what the source is of these feelings, we can begin to manage our feelings and turn our feelings around with the power of God. They come, in my mind, and from what I can tell, your feelings come from three sources. They come from three sources. The first one, the first source, is from your own, what we call in church circles, from your own heart. Your feelings come from your heart. Now, I'm not talking about that heart that's pumping inside of your chest. I'm talking about the inner man, the inner woman, the soul, the part of you that nobody else sees, <laughs> that nobody else knows. It's you. It's your heart. Your feelings come from inside of you. You might be hungry, and it produces a certain depressed feeling because you're just you're low blood sugar, I need to get a meal, and therefore I'm going to feel better. I haven't slept in weeks. I feel bad, but if I could get a good night's rest, I would feel better. It's the heart. Another source is evil, Satan. Demonic influence in people's lives makes them feel terrible, makes them feel horrible. I'm sure each and every one of us has experienced a feeling of evil, a feeling of depression, of oppression. The third source and most important source of feelings comes from God. God wants to give you a good feeling in your life. That's called blessing. Does God curse you? No, God blesses you. And with every blessing that God pronounces over your life is going to come with a wonderful, blessed, positive, faith-filled, hopeful feeling. Religious people tend to believe that God, no, 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 no. God doesn't do that. He's always testing you. He's always disciplining you. He's always pushing you down. God loves you for crying out loud. What if I was to treat my kids that way? You know what? I'm always going to be disciplining them. I'm always going to be pushing them down. I'm always going to be testing them. You know what? I, I would not be a good father. <laughs> does God discipline us? Of course he does. It talks about it in Hebrews 12. But he disciplines us in love, and he's there supporting us and helping us and lifting us up. And that produces a wonderful feeling in my heart to know that my father cares for me that much. So three sources of feelings and where they come from. Now look at this, going back to our own heart, our own inner self in Jeremiah 17, 9 and a couple of other scriptures that I'll shoot up here on the screen. Is it says, the human heart is most deceitful, is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? <laughs> Your heart will make you feel horrible. In fact, the Bible says in 1 John 3, I believe it's verse 20, it says your heart condemns you. Your own heart judges you and condemns you. Your own feelings, they're not come, sometimes they're not coming from the devil, they're not coming from God, they're coming from your own self. And you need to realize your heart is deceitful. It's telling you the wrong thing many times. In Ecclesiastes 9.3, it says, The hearts of people, moreover, are full of evil. 
and there is madness in their hearts while they live. I'm telling you, your heart can lead you down the wrong path. Your inner self, your inner, con that conscious, we say, oh, that's your conscience. Well, your conscience can lead you wrong sometimes. Did you know that? Don't trust your conscience. A lot of people say your conscience is the Holy Spirit. No, it isn't. Your conscience is your conscience. <laughs> now, the Holy Spirit will speak through that conscience sometimes, but a lot of other things will speak through it as well. <laughs> the Bible talks about our our, our conscience be basically being seared as with a hot iron. It's messed up. And the condemnation, the whippings that we give ourselves are wrong most of the time. They're wrong. But in Proverbs 4.23, it also says, guard your heart above all things because it can be the source of life for you as well. It can be the source of life. So listen to this. Stop following your feelings. And start directing your feelings instead. Start directing your feelings. In Disney, you go to any Disney, anything, it's going to say, follow your heart. Don't follow your heart. You're following your feelings, and you're going to go down the wrong path if you follow your heart. Follow Jesus is what you need to do. You follow Jesus. You follow the wonderful feelings of blessing and love and encouragement. Does Jesus get on to you sometimes? Yes, he does. But that even feels good. I like it when Jesus gets on to me. I like it when I'm reprimanded by my father because I know that he's doing it for my good. In fact, I get nervous when I go too long without feeling a little bit of correction in my life. That's a good feeling to feel that correction from the Holy Spirit in my life. So don't follow your feelings. Direct your feelings. Look at this. Don't just lead your thoughts back to God's promises. That's religious, by the way. I've got to get my thoughts back onto God's promise. That's You're doing it in your own effort. Instead, we need to get our feelings back in line with God's promises. <laughs> get our feelings in line. So how do you do that? How do you change your feelings? Well, here's some realities about our feelings and emotions. The Bible is chuck full of instructions and examples and stories about people's feelings. Is it described as the word feelings? No, it talks about the heart. It talks about emotions, describing them in detail, anger, you know, uh, lust, all these feelings. They're all in the, all throughout the Bible, your feelings, both good and bad, but how can we begin to change our feelings and make them in line with the promises of God? Because remembering this, when your feelings line up with God's promises, you're going to have fireworks, man. You're going you're gonna to believe what God is telling you is true. And when you believe, the Bible, Jesus says this, let it be done to you according to your faith. So how do we get our feelings in line with God's word? Well, here's, here's some things to consider first before I give you specifics. Um, some realities. We are fearful of our feelings. <laughs> we tend to be fearful of feelings of a particular reality. For instance, think about being poor, financially broke, not having enough money to pay the mortgage or a car payment or enough to buy food. Does that produce a feeling that you don't like very much? <laughs> yeah. 
We, we, we're fearful of these feelings of particular realities. Or here, here's, another, here's another kind of a random thought, if you will. There are several feelings at times that we can't shake. Have you ever had a feeling you just couldn't shake? You've been hurt by somebody, and you can't shake that hurt out of you, and you stop going to church, or you, you say, I'm not going to serve you, Lord, because I've been hurt. You can't shake that feeling, or maybe it's a feeling of bitterness, and you can't shake it. You can't get rid of it. You wish you could. You know it's there, but you can't get rid of it. It's a feeling of disappointment, maybe hopelessness that you can't get rid of. I've been there, and I bet you have as well. You want to get rid of that feeling. Here's another one. You've had a bad day that produces bad feelings. Bad days always produce bad feelings. That's a reality of the, of the humanity that we have. And here's, a, here's another just kind of random thought here that I want to share with you. And then I'll give you a framework how you can begin to change your feelings. This is amazing. I've been using this, and it's been blessing me enormously. Here, here's the last one. Sometimes we have this very slow and progressive feeling that comes over us. And a great example as a Christian is little by little we start feeling dry inside. And we don't know where that dryness is coming from. You know, two weeks ago I felt like reading my Bible, but slowly but surely I just don't feel like reading my Bible anymore. And, and slowly but surely I start feeling empty inside and dissatisfied. And I have these feelings that, I, that they just grow little by little. That's another reality of feelings. And so here's a framework of how you can change or you can lead your feelings. You can start leading them straight to Jesus and be consistent with what the Bible tells us. Look at this. The first one is this. You can reset your feelings. And this works in those situations where you've had a bad day and you say, you know what? I'm going to sleep tonight and tomorrow is going to be a better day. It was just a one-off thing. I had a bad day. I don't know. Maybe you heard a little bit of bad news or maybe you're in a bad mood. You reset and you say, okay, I'm not going to let one bad day turn into two days or three days or a bad week or bad month. We had one bad day and I'm resetting and we're going to move forward and I'm going to have a better day today. That's, that's resetting. A lot of times you can do that just out of a kind of a positive faith-filled mindset but always do it with Jesus' help. Get up in the morning and say, God, I had a bad day. <laughs> but today is going to be a better day. With your help, today is going to be a better day. In Lamentations 3.23, it says, God's mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. All right? So bad days come and go. You can have a bad feeling that comes with that, but you can reset. Those are easy, right? We can do that. Things get a little bit rougher, though. And sometimes we just need a refreshing to come to us. We've had that slow, progressive dryness come over us, that slow, progressive spiritual emptiness. It's, it's been just creeping and crawling into our lives. It's been about three or four weeks now, and, and we stopped maybe going to churches consistently, or we stopped reading our Bible, we stopped praying because we feel dry inside, and we just need to be refreshed by the Lord. And you know how you be refreshed. You know how you're refreshed with the Lord. Spend some time with Him. If you're overly busy, stop being overly busy. There's no reason to drive ourselves into the ground with busyness when we need to be refreshed by the Lord. And what I do, 
is, first of all, I'm incredibly honest with the Lord. I say, God, I feel dry inside. (laughs) This has happened to me hundreds of times. I feel dry inside. I feel empty inside. Can you please refresh me? And I will sit down and I'll say, you know what? I'm blanking out the world. And I did this with a full-time job, ministry, and family. I would do this sometimes. And just I'd just shut everything off. I'd get my Bible. I'd sit down and just read it until I'm refreshed. <laughs> just read, read, read. I'd read through. I'd just pick a book and just start reading. Or I would go on a walk, and I'm just walking and talking to the Lord, opening up my dry soul, my empty soul, and saying, God, just refresh me, would you? So you get into God's presence. Sometimes you come up to the altar and you just cry out to the Lord, God, I'm tired. I feel tired. And he refreshes you. Psalms 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The Bible refreshes you. Church refreshes you. Praying refreshes you. But you've got to take some time to do that. And stop the freight train of busyness that's coming down saying, you're stopping. I'm doing what I need to do right now. I would take some sick days sometimes from work. I'm just wasted, emotionally tired. I would do what I had to do to spend some time with the Lord. Here's the third thing. Now, this is, this is getting to where your feelings are a little stronger in you. All right? You've had this, this feeling coming on for some time is you replace your, your feelings. The reality is you can only have one thought at a time in your brain, and truly, you can only have one feeling at a time in your soul. (laughs) You can only have one feeling at a time. And so what do you do? You say, you know what? This is a bad feeling. Here's the opposite of that feeling. You know what? I'm going to just pretend that I'm going to enjoy this good feeling over here. (laughs) And I'm going to replace this thought with that thought. I'm going to replace this feeling with that feeling. And there's no better scripture that exemplifies this, and you can do this with the power of the Holy Spirit, than Philippians 4, 6 through 7. All right? The feeling of anxiety. Nobody can argue that anxiety is a horrible feeling that none of us want. How can you replace a feeling of anxiety with something else. Well, it tells us right here in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord. And what happens? The feeling of the peace of God comes and overwhelms the feeling of anxiety and replaces it. And you can have a sense of peace. This has happened to me countless times, scores of times, Where I was worried about something, I was fearful about something, what did I do? I prayed. I prayed to God. And he came in, his spirit swept in and took that anxiety, shoved it over to the side and brought a feeling, a sense of peace into my heart that was undeniable. You can do the same thing. You can do the same thing. And we're going to talk about that one just a little bit more in just a second. But the fourth thing that you can do to manage your feelings, to literally change your feelings, is repentance. Many feelings that we have come from a decision that we've made that's just flat out wrong. It's anti-God. It's anti-Christian. It's against Jesus. And, And we've done something wrong, and that wrongdoing has produced a wrong feeling. And that feeling is eating us alive. 
eating us alive. It's tearing us down. And the only way that you're ever going to get past that feeling that's gripping you, it's holding you, the only way you're ever going to get through is if you repent. Repent. It's the fourth step. It's you say, I repent of my worry and my fear. Jesus, you said not to fear. I repent of it. And the most powerful thing you as a human being can do in this universe is to repent of wrongdoing, is acknowledge fear, worry, anxiety is wrong, and I'm repenting of it. I'm acknowledging it. And I'm telling you, God will break that in you just like that. He'll break it just like that. Try it. It might slip back in in a couple of hours. What do you do? You repent again. <laughs> and you keep repenting. You keep acknowledging. And the blood of Jesus is going to break that in your life, and you are going to be set free. 2 Corinthians 10.5 describes what repentance looks like. He says, we demolish arguments. We demolish every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. All those feelings that set themselves up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient unto Jesus. What do you, I used to wonder, well, what does it mean to take captive a thought? How do you do that? It's repentance. I repent of it. I, I acknowledge it's wrong, and I acknowledge, God, that you are right, and it's broken in that instant, and my thoughts are taken captive to Jesus along with the feelings associated with those thoughts. I've found that one seed thought, I have them, <laughs> produces feelings. One seed thought, a good feeling, a bad feeling. And then once you have the feeling, you've embraced the feeling of that thought, you have millions of other thoughts just flood and confuse you and, and twist you around the axle and, and mess you up. But you, what you got to do is you got to go back to that seed thought and say, that's what's producing these feelings. And that's what I need to repent of right there. That's it right there. Because you get that right, everything else is going to start falling into place. And there's what's called... A vicious cycle where you're spinning downward and things are getting worse and worse and worse in your thoughts and your feelings, your emotions. Or you have a virtuous cycle where you start spinning upward, 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 upward with your thoughts and feelings. Get the seed thoughts right in your mind. Thoughts of God is going to provide for my needs. God is going to heal me. God is going to take care of that loved one that I'm worried about. God is going to do this, that, that, and the other. And you, you, you start having that seed thought that comes with those feelings you're going to have other virtuous feelings and thoughts that come and flood your mind and your hope is going to go through the ceiling. Your faith is going to go through the ceiling. And then God's power is going to come in and he's going to make it happen. He's going to fulfill his promises. Look at some of these thoughts. I'm not going to have enough money to make it the rest of the year. That's a seed thought that will take you down into the grave. Here's another seed thought, a bad one. I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. Some of you may have struggled with that thought. This sickness is going to be terminal. This war in Ukraine is going to turn into World War III. Those are some seed thoughts that will bring all kinds of feelings with them if you're not careful. But these replacement thoughts you could have instead of those thoughts, these repentant replacement seed thoughts. Because every time you change your mind, you're repenting. You're saying, I don't want to think that anymore. I don't want to feel that anymore. I'm going to do this. You're repenting by doing that. 
That, in essence, is repentance. It's changing what you're doing. Look at these positive seed thoughts that come from the Bible. God is going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. It's a seed thought that's going to produce good vibes, good feelings. And when your feelings line up with the word of God, that's dynamite. That's TNT. Here's another good seed thought. God is never going to leave me. Here's for the lonely person. God is never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. He's always going to give me the companionship that I need. Hey, that's going to provide some pretty good feelings that line up with the word of God. This will not end in death. <laughs> there was a lady that had cancer. And uh, we sing some of her songs in church. I used to sing some of her songs. And you know what? God showed her, you know what? This is not going to end in death. And when she started believing that, she started feeling the promise of God. You know what? She's still alive today. <laughs> She's still writing songs today. Praise God. As for Ukraine and all that's going on in our world right now, you know what? With wars and rumors of wars, my salvation is getting closer and closer. <laughs> the Bible says, look up because your redemption is getting closer and closer. Praise God. So here's the last thing that I'll tell you about feelings. And this is the one, man, this is of all the ones that I've mentioned, this is what's really been helping me. And I'll share it with you is disconnect your feelings from your circumstances and connect them to God. Unplug. Unplug your feelings. Say, all right, my kid's on drugs. You know what? I'm going to unplug my feeling from that circumstance, and I'm going to go ahead and plug it into heaven. <laughs> you know what? It uh, looks like I might be losing my job. I'm going to unplug my feelings from that possible reality, and I'm going to plug my feelings into what Jesus says. You know? I... You could, whatever your circumstance is, unplug your feelings from that right now and plug it into heaven. And look at the scripture that kind of gives us a visual on this. Colossians 3.1, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart, set your feelings on things above, Amen. on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Look at this. Here's some examples. My sense of security is not going to come from my job or from the government or from my social security check. My sense of security is going to come from heaven. You see that word sense? That's a feeling. My sense of security is coming. I've unplugged for, from where I'd plugged in my feelings. I've unplugged it from there. I'm plugging it into heaven. All right. My feeling of hope is not going to come from being happily married. My feeling of hope is coming from God. See, somebody who their marriage is on the rocks and they're stressed out. They're saying, you know what? I'm not going to plug my feeling of hope in here. I'm going to plug, plug it into heaven, even though maybe my marriage is on the rocks. My feeling of positivity and faith does not come with my loved one all of a sudden feels better one day or worse one day. My feeling of faith and hope is plugged into God. I've unplugged it from all these things. I'm plugging it in. Whether good or bad, I'm plugging it 
into heaven. And here's the last one. My feeling of confidence does not come from a promotion at work or a new title. It comes straight from God. My confidence is plugged. My feeling of confidence is plugged into God. Look at this, and I'll end with this one. Luke 10, verse 20. However, do not rejoice. In other words, don't feel good that spirits submit to you. What had happened is these disciples had gone and prayed for some folks, and the the demons had been exercised out of them. They'd come out of them, and the disciples came back all excited. Look, Jesus, look what we did. We're so excited. And Jesus comes back and says, "Don't don't have good vibes about this. Don't get excited about this. Get excited about where your name is written in heaven. Plug in up there. Plug in up there. I'm telling you, on good days, you're tempted to plug right back into what you've been hoping for all along. Don't do it. Even on a good day, keep plugging into heaven. (laughs) Keep plugging into heaven, and your feelings are going to be disassociated with your circumstances, whether good or bad. And I'm telling you, you're going to be able to soar With wings as eagles, you're going to be able to be victorious, as the title of this sermon indicated. You're going to be victorious beyond all imagination. Does that make sense? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, Lord, for this wonderful word. Not it didn't come from me, Lord. This came from you to me. It helped me, and I'm just passing it on, Lord Jesus. Lord, undeniably biblical. That could be argued by some religious folks. Oh, no, you're not supposed to go by your feelings. You know what? We can't ignore our feelings. Our feelings are probably one of the majority stakeholders in our life. Lord God, our feelings are constantly affecting the way that we live. So instead of ignoring our feelings, Lord, we want to change our feelings, Lord God, to line up with your word so that we can we can read the word and say, you know what? I feel the way this word is, is telling me, the, what the Bible is telling me, and I believe it. I believe it, Heavenly Father. Oh, so often we look at a someone who we've been praying for for five years, for 10 years, they haven't changed and, and we start feeling down and we start feeling hopeless and we feel like, Lord, I, I don't see any change here. You know what the problem is, Lord? We've been plugging into what we see, our circumstances, instead of plugging into heaven. Praise God. Lord, we need to set our hearts on things above. Set our feelings on things above. That's why the Apostle Paul could write, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, Lord God, because we're plugged into things above and not into what we see on this earth. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us to change our feelings with your help, with your power, Lord God, to reset, to replace, to repent. Lord God, help us to do that. We need your help. We can't do these things on our own. 